Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Republic Amends Podcast. I am your host, Rome's Republic. And uh, if it's the first time listening, just know I like to jump into topics quick and dirty. So I hope you brought a condom. I don't know how long I'm going to keep doing that. I'm probably just going to be like, welcome back to the Rome's Republic, and then just jump right in. I'm probably going to start doing that. I mean, I'm pretty sure you know by now, quick and dirty is how I get down. But, yeah, you know, just read the... Need to read a little like uh, explanation of the show or podcast, whatever. But anyways, you know, today I feel like I've been thinking about robots. I'm watching TV shows, watching movies, reading mangas, checking out animes, playing video games, all that regular discussions. And I'm just thinking about robots, robotics. You know where it is where it's going, all that, all that good stuff, you know, that's my blinker, by the way, because, you know, these podcasts are usually done when I'm driving, but, um, I'm a safe driver, I use my turn signals, wish more people would, <sighs> but anyways, yeah, man, robots, you know, I'm just thinking, because like I said, I watch TV shows, and some of my TV shows, you know, are humans. There's a TV show on AMC called Humans. You know, there's two seasons of it on Netflix. I highly recommend it. It's a great show. And, you know, it basically just follows three different stories that intertwine. You know, it, it, it follows, you know, a family that buys a robot. And, you know, the mother feels like she's being replaced by the robot. You know, and that intertwines with the robot being different from other robots. The majority of the robots on the show, all the robots pretty much, with the exception of a small group of robots that have artificial intelligence, and they were all separated somehow, they're all trying to find each other, and then, you know, that connects to this one guy, who, you know, he was a part of the team that developed the original robots, and, you know, from that team, the guy who led that team that he was on, because he was like a young person, I guess was in doing an internship or something or working under somebody, but the guy who was in charge of all that, you know, he went off and he was the inventor of these artificial, of this small group of artificially intelligent robots. So that's really what the show is. The story's all intertwined and it's fascinating. Plus the main chick, her name's like Anita and she's Asian and she's fucking beautiful. She's stunningly attractive. It's like, that's probably why Asians... You know, don't have colored eyes, man. Because if they did, man, that would be unfair. It's like, God damn, you look fine with green eyes. Damn. But, yeah, man, so I watched that. I also watched Westworld. And with Westworld, you know, it's a great show. You know, normally I'm not into Westerns. I can't really stand Westerns most of the time. I'm just not into the era. I'm just, I'm just not a thing. I'm a swords and sandals kind of guy, you know. I'm more of a, I like future swords and sandals. And like 1950s, night, roaring 20s, you know, that stuff. I'm not a fan of the 1800s so much, you know. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I like the, the Sherlock Holmes, like, uh, with Robert Dowdy Jr. Like, that stuff, like, I'm okay with it. I think it's cool. It makes me think of um, steampunk, you know. I like uh, It makes me think of that, so it's cool. The, the Victorian era, whatever, that's cool. But when you get into, like, these dudes with the powdered wigs and... Nah, I'm not feeling that. I'm not into that. When you get into the whole knights, like the Middle Ages, the medieval times, uh, I'm not a big fan of that either. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think 
knights and suits of armor and dragons. I think that's pretty badass, but once you get into like how everybody else was dressed, the wardrobes just look garbage, man. Like when I think of the armor, I'm into like the fantasy armor, you know, like the goth armor, the gothic armor where, you know, you have like a fucking, you know, an armored dragon on your shoulder, you know, like it just looks really badass, totally gets in the way of everything, but it looks awesome. Like that's more of what I'm into, but that historical stuff, I mean, don't get me wrong. You look at the German gothic armor, it looks awesome. But anyways, we're not talking about that. We are talking about robots today. We're going to try to stick to subject, stick to the subject. But yeah, man, I love these shows, and I love what you know the ideas they put in your head and the possibilities, and it just seems really cool that that one day, I truly believe that one day, robots will be as normal as cell phones. You know, like I mean, you go back like a couple decades, like what three or four decades, and cell phones weren't really a thing. You know, like they didn't really get big until like the 2000s, you know, like, like smartphones is really what put cell phones on the map, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm aware that in the 80s, you know, back in the 80s, people had cell phones, I get it, you know, you look at those, like, Wall Street movies back in the day, and you know, those guys, you know, they had, had, you know, they had cell phones, but they didn't have smartphones, they didn't have smartphones, they just had cell phones, these big bricks that look like walkie-talkies, like, I mean, I remember I found my dad's cell phone when I was a kid, you know, and I was like, what the hell is this? Looks like a walkie-talkie. And he's just like, yeah, that's a cell phone. I'm like, a cell phone? But even then, as a kid, I didn't really know much about phones. I mean, I remember the first time I saw one of these, like, more modernish phones, and that was, you know, my sister. My sister, she got, I don't even remember what the brand was, but I'm pretty sure it was from AT&T. And she got this, like, little red thing. And you don't remember how phones were? Back in the day, where only they only had, like, nine buttons. But then they also had, like, the letters, so you had to click, like, one button, like, three times to get a letter. Well, you know, it started off with, you know, you know, the, the cell, the phones inside the, inside the, inside the boxes, you know? There's, like, a phone in a box. And then, you know, I guess came the phones and the cars, and then I guess came, after that, you got the phones, you know, the big, the big black bricks, and then you had the smaller ones, like the Nokias and stuff. It was probably a Nokia. That's probably what she had. You had the Nokias, and then you had the Razors, and then you had the Sidekicks, and then finally the iPhone came out, and then you had all the smartphones, and here we are today with all these smartphones. And I wouldn't be surprised if that's what happens with robotics, man. I would not be surprised. I mean, all it's really going to take is an iPhone. And you're like, what do you mean? All it's going to take is for, like, a Steve Jobs or something like that to pull all these different things together and create this robot. So we need the, the iPhone of robots. That's what we need. And, you know, I, I'm watching these documentaries, you know, mainly on YouTube. And, you know, all these breakthroughs that we have in, you know, you know computer learning and um, prosthetics, you know, and the, all these synthetic things, you know, like, I I see it, it's just like, we have all the tools to create a robot, a synthetic person, we have the technology to create this shit, you know, and all we need is, you know, someone who can just rally everything together and just be like, alright, so, you, you know, we have prosthetic limbs, you know, we have learning software, 
we have all this stuff. So let's put it together. You know? I mean, with the learning software, you can just have a bunch of robots all doing shit, learning shit, and just constantly, you know, putting that information into like a, a database. So that every time a robot does something and learns something, you know, it can share that information with other robots all around the world. That way they're constantly learning super fast. Supposedly, that's what Tesla vehicles do with the uh, autonomous mode or the, uh, I forget what it's called, but they have they have a, a mode in the vehicle that you can turn it on and I guess it monitors you and just watches how you're driving and it learns how to drive by observing you, you know? And all this information is constantly being backed up and stored on a database. So every time one car learns something, all the other cars are learning. Every other car learns. It's like a sharing of knowledge. So, <clears throat> I think that's the future, you know? And the, and the TV show Humans, that's how it was. You know, they would update each other. You know, if one got an update, they all got an update. And, um... Uh, They would constantly be sharing information, and you know the auto, you know the um, the AI robots don't have that because they're different. So they'd be like, "Oh, like the robot would be like, why don't you share?" And it's like, "Bitch, I ain't got nothing to share. I ain't like you, you know." But they didn't know that. But yeah, it'll probably be like that. These robots will just be constantly giving each other updates on on new things, new things they learn, new tasks, new abilities, you know, just constantly learning. You know, it's like you'll have a robot who doesn't know how to drive. And all of a sudden, it just it jacks into something that's connected to the database. And all of a sudden, you had this robot that wasn't programmed for anything. All of a sudden, it knows how to drive. It knows how to cook. It knows how to clean. It knows how to... They can take your dog for walks. It can monitor your children. It can monitor your home. It can... It knows how to fight forest fires. It knows how to deal with coyotes. It knows, it knows how to do everything, you know? Like the Matrix. It, every, all this information can just be downloaded into it. As if it's done it a thousand times. It already knows. Like, how crazy that would that be? I mean, I was watching this thing. Cause, you know, I'm, I'm a huge fan of technology. But I'm more of an, a technological enthusiast. I don't really understand how any of it really works to that degree. But I like playing with everything and buying stuff. And so, you know, I remember seeing, at, you know, this this video a while back of this, this machine. that I think it was at a CES. And that's the Consumer Electronics Show that they have in Vegas every uh, January. And it was this kitchen set that you could buy. It came with a stove. I think it came with a dishwasher, a refrigerator, and an oven. And then there was these two robotic hands that would come down and it could cook. Apparently it could cook anything. You know, and the thing is, like this, 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 uh, this robotic chef, kitchen chef, whatever. You know, it, it was programmed by, you know, thousands. It had thousands of hours programmed into it for cooking. You know, thousands of hours of cooking skills. So this robot can make you soup. It can make you spaghetti. It can make you all kinds of dishes because it was like this like self-contained unit you know it was connected to the fridge it was connected to the stove it was connected to the 
you know, the oven. It was it was connected to everything. And this thing could literally do everything. It could crack eggs. It could stir pots. It could um, it could uh, it could it could slice meats. You know, it could cut meats. And they're like, oh, in the future, you know, we're gonna keep updating this thing and making it better. And so, in the future, eventually, it's gonna be able to do anything a person can do. And so far, from what I saw, it, it is a lot of shit it can do. Like, it looks like it probably can't do sushi or something like that. But who knows? In the future, you know, it might get to that point where it can literally do anything because it actually has hands like a person. Like, you know, like digits, like five fingers. You know, it has like an index finger, a middle finger, a pinky, a thumb, a ring finger. It has all of that. It's just two hands without a body just doing all this shit. And so how far are we from that leading to a robot that can do all that? I mean, you have, like, robot teachers, you know, I was watching a TED Talk where they had this robot head that all you see is the upper torso with the head, and it looked like a chick, like a female, it looked like a humanoid woman, and um, it could could talk, you know, It, it could talk to you, it could ask you questions, it could give you trivia, and, you know, they were like, oh, in the future, this is going to be the educators, it's going to educate your kids, because it's going to be able to figure out what type of education works best on your child? You know, is your kid a visual learner? Is he an oral learner? Is, you know, is he an auditory learner? Like, how does your kid learn best? Kind of like a cram school. It's just going to focus on their strengths. It's going to be able to figure that out. And so every kid is going to be able to get that individual attention that they need to succeed, you know, to excel. And that's going to end up replacing people. See, that's, that's another thing about the whole robotics revolution. You know, that's going to replace a lot of jobs, and we're not even having that discussion. That discussion is not even being had. No one's thinking about it. No one's talking about it. It's like, what are we going to do? Because eventually, it's going to get to the point where the only jobs that a robot or a, a, a machine equipped with learning software, a learning program, can't do better than an individual is creative shit that's it and we're living in a world where people are becoming less and less creative because kids aren't allowed to be bored kids aren't allowed to be bored everything is imagined for them all their video games because you don't see kids playing with toys anymore that's rare man seeing a kid playing with an action figure that is rare you don't see that anymore kids aren't creative anymore they're all playing video games and that's it it's like school, home to play video games. Maybe they play some sports, and then they come home, and all they do is play video games and watch TV. I'm guilty of it as well. I spend way too much time on YouTube. Way too much time. You know? And, you know, I play a lot of games, and I watch a lot of Netflix, and I do a lot of stuff like that. Do I go out? Of course I do. But I don't go out as much as I would have if it wasn't for video games and stuff. I'd probably go out a lot more. But it's like it doesn't require you to be imaginative. It doesn't require you to be creative. I mean, luckily, games nowadays are getting a little more complex. So maybe it'll help with the creativity aspect to a degree. But I don't think it's ever going to be the way that we had it when we were kids. And we had to figure out shit to do. Because things weren't imagined for us. You know? Things weren't imagined for us. When we played with toys, we would we would build boxes out of houses, build houses out of boxes. We would build cars out of boxes. 
you know, we would come up with games, we'd get creative, we would have a lot of fun. Nowadays, kids aren't allowed to imagine anything. So it's like the only jobs that are probably going to be available in the future are going to be like, it's going to probably be like a craft-based economy because everything is going to be super cheap. Because, I mean, think about it. You get a couple of vertical greenhouses, you know, and boom, you don't have to farm anymore. There's no need to farm. You just do it in a greenhouse. You know, you have a vertical greenhouse that you can regulate the temperature, you can regulate the water, you can regulate the light. You put pink light instead of white light. That way the, the plants grow, I guess, like supposedly like three times faster. And you can feed a population, you know? And then on top of that, you got, you know, they're like, oh, what about the animals? Okay, well, we got we got stem cells, you know? We're, 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 we're growing meat in labs now. I mean, we've already done it. It all really comes down to upscaling it, you know? And these are all things that robots are going to be doing. It's like, well, what is the individual going to do? Because right now we live in a society where, you know what? I probably should have made this about automation, but whatever. It's like, what are we going to do when we live in a society where everybody's like, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, work for a living? It's like, well, how are you supposed to work for a living when everything is already kind of taken up? We're not talking about that. That's not a conversation that's coming up. More on that later. But yeah, man, these robots, they're going to be fascinating. You know, I remember reading this manga. It was called Chobits or Chobits or whatever. I think Chobits sounds better, but I think it's pronounced Chobits. And, you know, it was a world where, you know, everybody had these things called Persicoms. And they were robots, and Persicoms basically stands for personal computer. But it looks like an individual. It looks like a person, you know? They had male Persicoms, female Persicoms. They even had Persicoms that looked like animals. They had Persicoms that looked like characters. Like, you could probably have a Persicom, a little robot following you around that looks like Pikachu. You know? Looks like Pikachu, sounds like Pikachu. You know what I'm saying? You could have that. They had that. These little robot things walking around with them. And they acted like a, a like a like a like a personal computer. But really, they called them a personal computer, but they came off more as like a smartphone. That's more of how they came off. As a phone cuz they could make calls, they could send emails, they could accept emails, they could tell you, you know, you know, they could answer calls for you. They could do all that shit. You know? And if let's say you were home, Right, and you wanted to see something. Someone sent you a picture, or you wanted to browse the net. You could just, because the thing is, these these, these Persicoms, they had these weird ears. They had these big weird ears, and inside it, and that's how you knew they were a Persicom because of the ears. Because the ears were always these like strange shapes. It's like, well, that's not that's obviously not a person. Like, look at those ears. But um, it was also talking about how like the latest and greatest Persicoms. You know, they had smaller ears, so you couldn't see the ears. You know, so if it had long hair, you wouldn't be able to see the ears, so you would think it was a person. And I'm pretty sure there's probably other tells, like maybe they move very efficiently, like the robots do in Humans. By the way, Humans is on Netflix, two seasons. Great show. But, um, yeah, man. It's just like, so you wouldn't really be able to distinguish one from another, unless, you know, these Persicoms had, like, blue-green hair and fucking violet eyes, you know what I'm saying, then you'd be like, okay, well, you're obviously not a person, <laughs> you know, but yeah, like, if you got home, you could open up their ears and pull out a cord, you know, and connect it to your TV, and, or some kind of monitor, and after you did that, you know, then you could browse the net, 
somehow through them. I guess you tell them, scroll down, scroll to the left, scroll to the right. Who knows? Maybe there was like a wireless keyboard that went with it. I don't fucking know. But I didn't read all of it. I still need to track it down so I can read the rest of it. But anyways, how do we know that's not the future? How do we know that's not around the corner? I mean, I've heard talks, you know, that there's marketing agencies, like, that they're trying to figure out ways that they could market a robot for the household. Because think about it. These things are going to be super easy to sell. I know the average person is thinking, oh, well, how would these things be easy to sell? Because it's just like, it's creepy. It's like, well, think about it. They're not going to sell this thing like a lot of these chicks are thinking, oh, it's a sex robot. Ah, you can fuck it. No, that's not how they're going to sell it. They're going to be look, this thing can cook. This thing can clean. This thing can monitor your home. This thing can wash wash the dishes, wash your clothes, fold your clothes. It can drive your car, assuming, you know, autonomous vehicles haven't fully taken over by then. You know, it can monitor your kids. You know, it'll be home when your kids are home. If you can't be home, it can be your secretary. It can, uh, it can, it can, it can run errands. It can do chores. It can do all these things. Anything that a human being can do, it can do it. It is basically a servant. Fuck that. It's basically a slave because, you know, you pay servants. You know what I'm saying? Unless you're a royalty. But nowadays, if you got servants, you pay them. You know, if you got maids. It's like a maid that lives for free. And you can do whatever you want to it because it's not a person. It's a machine. You can fucking beat it. You can fuck it. You can throw water on it. You can do whatever you want with it because it's your property. It's like your car. You can do whatever you want to a fucking car if it's yours. I mean, obviously, you can't crash it into another car. But if you wanted to freaking, you know, take your car, you know... If you wanted to take a baseball bat to your car, no one's going to stop. I mean, people might be like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? And you'd be like, it's my fucking car. I can do whatever the fuck I want with it. And they're going to be like, all right. And the same thing is going to be with a robot. You can do whatever you want with it. And how crazy is it going to be when, you know, these robots can literally look like anyone? Because you know it's going to get to that. Eventually, it's going to get to that. Supposedly, Kim Kardashian already patented her appearance even though her appearance is fake because it's all plastic surgery. So it's like, what appearance are you patenting? Are you patenting, you know, the nose job appearance or the original appearance? Maybe both. But uh, how do you even do that? Patent your look. Whatever. But um, yeah, man, like eventually you're going to have robots that look like anybody. I mean, you can have a custom robot, which would probably be really hard because it's probably somewhere in someone somewhere in the world who looks like that robot unless the customization is like okay i want her to have gold eyes she needs to have uh fucking lime green hair she needs to fucking have uh hmm, what else what else am i gonna give her uh, i want her i want her to sound a certain way i want her to have a blue tongue <laughs> you know that's some shit i'd probably do i'd be like yeah give that bitch a blue tongue because that would be really cool or whatever i would just i'd get creative with it no bullshit but um yeah, you're gonna you're gonna see things like that, and it's gonna be fascinating. I mean, like shit, fuck it. Like me, I'd probably make my robot look like Mystique from X Men, the comic book version. You know, she'll have like beautiful blue skin with the red hair and the yellow eyes with no no pupils, no irises. You know, the just be, I'll make it look. I'll be like, I'll just come in. With uh, with uh, with one one of my favorite drawings of her, and I'll be like, make her look like this. 
Make her look like this. I want my robot to look like this. You know, there's this other show on Netflix that I was watching called Altered Carbon, and it's in the future, but for some reason, they didn't really show robots. But the robots that they did show were fucking awesome. Like, they had these these, these things called, I think, called synthoids or something, and they were basically robots, you know, synthetic humans, and they could transform like, they could shapeshift. They could change their appearance. Like, this guy went to a strip club, right? And the strip club was full of these things, apparently, right? And so, because you couldn't tell the difference between a robot and a person. And so, the strip club was just full of these things. And he's, like, sitting in front of it, and he's looking at it. And it looks at him, and it's just like, oh, what's the matter? Like, cause like it's like, oh, why aren't you giving me money or whatever or asking to fuck me? And she's like, what's the matter? Am I not your type? She's like, maybe you want to see another model. So she looked hot as fuck, and she had this white hair and these glowing eyes. And then she's like, well, maybe you want me to look like someone else. And then, boom, she just starts transforming and turns into this smoking hot Asian chick. And I'm just like, bruh, that's fucking crazy, man. Like that, that might be our future and it's just going to be, it's going to be amazing. And I'm pretty sure, you know, at first these robots are going to cost a lot. I mean, I was looking at this one robot, uh, I don't remember what it was called. I saw her at CES. She was like a hundred thousand dollars and she couldn't do anything, but I'm pretty sure in the future, you know, once these robots become a thing, they're going to figure out a cheaper way to make them and they're going to probably sell them to you on a payment plan. You could probably finance them like a car. Like, I mean, like, I would ask, he's like, oh, you know, if robots became a thing, do you think you'd buy one? But come on, man. I don't think there's a single person who wouldn't buy one. You would find an excuse to buy one. You would find an excuse to buy one. And there's so many that you could choose. And they would be like, oh, this is a companion bot. This is for, let's say you have a, let's say someone in your family is injured or old or can't take care of themselves. This can be a nanny bot for your kids. This robot can, you know, be a caretaker in your home. Take care of your 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 old, your elders. It can take care of your elders, man. Don't need to put your elders in a in a daycare anymore. You just buy this robot and it takes care of them. It monitors and makes sure they get their medicine on time. You can probably you can probably like throw an app on your phone, just like see through their eyes to see what's going on and tell them to go to certain places in the house. You can probably do all that shit, like hack into them. You know what I'm saying? It'll be nuts. It'll be crazy. Well, this drive is over. There'll be more on this next time. That's a guarantee. I love talking about this. But, uh, yeah, once again, this is Rome's Republic on the men's. Once again, this is the Republic of Men's Podcast. I am your host, Rome's Republic. You can find me on Instagram and uh, Twitter at Rome's Republic as well. If you have any questions, if you want my opinion on something, by all means, feel free you know, topic suggestions, you know, I'm open to them. I'm always more than happy to give my opinion. But like I said, there will be more on this. I love talking about robots. Ciao.